0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show show. Hello, everybody. This is Junk, and welcome to part two of Creative Writings Podcast number. But take it away Chris. 150. <laughs> Tail. Part two. This is a uh, unadulterated uh, post IMS audio with no editing whatsoever. I'm going to let this baby roll. You're going to hear it raw, just like it comes out of the recorder. Alright, let's get into this week's show. Where the sweet sweet Yep, that peaked it, bro. <laughs> Is that good or bad? Should I not say it that loud? Yeah, don't Should say it. Should I that. be like sweet? Yeah. Kay. All right. Ah, ah. I'm peeking it out. All right, everybody. This is episode 150. Dow. I think you don't have your seatbelt on. Oh no, I don't have my seatbelt on. What the fuck? Yeah, I clip my mic to the seatbelt, so I definitely have it on. That's what I'm going to do. But you lost your clip. I I use this press badge clip. Oh, that's a good idea. Make it useful for something. Yeah, because then I can ride it up higher, and it won't. Uh, it's gonna be a clusterfuck getting out of the car. Huh? Oh yeah, there we go. Hopefully we don't get in an accident. It's like <laughs> at least we'll get it on. <laughs> at least oh we- shit! <laughs> yeah, don't edit that out. Perfect. And my little windsock fell off. Ah oh, fuck. Whatever. We're good. I like, it's on the thing. But that's not that's your red one. Mine's even like behind the seatbelt. You can still hear me good. Yeah. Cool. When you look down, da- when you look down, I could. All right, check, check. Say something. If I look forward, you can't. No. <laughs> that's okay. But well, you gotta be able to hear me. Yeah. I think I can do like this that yeah. way. Is that better? Yeah, that's real good. Okay. I think it's cause I think it's picking up part of the vibrations off your uh, vocal cords. Yeah, it could be. Fancy. I feel so fancy now. Chris was super pumped that you had, like, a portable recorder. Yeah, I know. Okay, and as long as we're showing green on here, we're good. Awesome. All right. Uh, don't say awesome that loud. It peaked. Uh, okay. I know. I don't know. I'm not hearing it that loud because I think I have my headphones turned down a little bit. But. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, we're, we are we are recording, and I just backed out in front of some shit face. They might have been waiting for us yeah. to... Yeah, they want our spot. Yeah. But they're on the, like, wrong side of the yeah. thing, so... All right, people, come on. Come on, people, now. All right. I wonder how long they were waiting on us to pull out. Like, come on, get out. All right, everybody. This is the Junkster. And in the car with me is the Wigster. Yep. And we are bailing IMS 2018. We got a couple good interviews and... Uh, saw some good stuff. Saw some really good stuff. I, w- I do want to let everyone know, our listeners know, my feet hurt. So we're putting the work in. Yeah, we're definitely putting the work a, in. It was a long day standing up nonstop. We're hungry. We're dehydrated. Yeah, shit. I we had beer, but we didn't drink any water, so we had one beer. I was drunk for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, we I did have a soda with lunch, a Sierra Mist. Actually, it looks so good. And it was it was delicious. Yeah, but I don't really do soda, so I was like, oh, look at that thing. Yeah, a Sierra Mist. And um the audio might sound funny because I'm actually going the wrong way. Yeah, I, I think th- you want to go left right here. Yeah. Cuz we're driving? Yeah. We're in the uh mobile studio. We are in the mobile studio. All my notes are in my bag. So, but I'll try to remember. Do oh, uh, I have some You want to cover the whole show. I have some notes of like all the places we went. I think once I say where we were at, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, and then this happened there." Yeah. So, the first thing was Triumph. The first booth we hit up was Triumph. That is correct. And the big news there was the 1200 Scrambler, which, I mean, that thing has been uh, out for a while. I can't even think of, I can't remember when it dropped, but it's been out for a little bit. Yeah, not too long. They actually, it's just like released, but they don't have pricing on it yet, so it's not totally out. It's like new, new, you yeah. Want to turn right up here, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm just waiting for... Uh, Okay. Red car to do whatever he's gonna do. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and this guy's going so fucking slow. Yeah. So a Tramp that was the big news. Twelve hundred scrambler. The price point's gonna be interesting because so the they had two, an ex and an ec. Uh, or, the the yeah, or ex and exc. Oh, dude, sorry, bro.
1: I think <laughs> the c was
0: the more one, was the nicer one, but the base model was pretty good. They both had 21-inch front wheels. They both, I think, had Brimbo radio mount calipers. Um, yeah, what was, one was called the Special Edition or something. It wasn't, that's not that the name something of it. That was the C. Yeah. I can't remember what it stood for, but it, st- it stood for something cool. Uh, for those of you listening, I almost just ran over, dude. Tip, pro tip, when there's not a street light and you're wearing all black, your ass is going to get ran over. <laughs> yeah, you should probably look both <laughs> you ways. You should probably, Yeah. Like that didn't even have black hair. I I, I literally couldn't fucking see him. But the tramps looked. um, They have eighty-eight horse. I think it's they said. I don't know whether that's crank or ground. I didn't ask. At a twelve hundred parallel twin, I'd be kind of disappointed if that was ground. I mean, be kind of disappointed if it was crank, because that would mean ground would be like in the 70s, which would put it on par with a Sportster, and I think it should actually make more power than a Sporty, or than my old Sporty, the rubber mount Sportys are better. But the nice one had Olin's rear shocks, rebound and dampening adjust. Um, definitely had Brimbo brakes. I think they... Did they both have an ABS traction control setup? or uh, Yeah, as far as what I remember, the, that was part of the, the track. The package is, like, yeah. it's got all new, like, electronics on it, which is, like, what the old one didn't have or something like that. They're meant to be more off-road capable than the old ah. ones. And I, I think, and something I kind of heard with price point-wise was their competition's going to be more... Like a GS twelve hundred, then, then a scrambler, like the old one's more of a scrambler, like shitty suspension, not very good brakes, like, yeah. you know, that's that's what they were. Where this one's actually more capable of a bike, yeah, and it's meant to go after more modern bikes, more modern style bikes, I guess, instead of just modern bikes, because obviously it's a modern bike, but it's a yeah. retro style. But they looked yeah. really good. You know, it had that cool vintagey y Thruxton style that they have with those bikes. Yeah, um, you know what, too? Am I even coming in here? You know what is that uh, they actually, they look, Triumph has had a scrambler kit for a long, long time for the Bonnevilles, and this one actually didn't look like a scrambler. This looked like a dirt, sort of like an ADV bike, even though they're calling it the scrambler. Yeah. It looks less scramblery than their factory scrambler heritage kits did back in the day but it still had like brushed aluminum fenders yeah um one had a brown hipster seat yeah but even the black seat was definitely like a bread loaf seat um but honestly i think it looked pretty decent you know it it, i really liked it and i think rumor was like around the same price as the thruxton it's the thruxton r yeah um Yeah, you know, because it's all—I mean, it's Olin's and Brembo on it, just like the Thruxton R. The finish on those things was really clean, was really good. It looked uh, really—I mean, I thought it looked really nice. It wasn't—I don't remember—I don't remember if there was much, uh, you know. It didn't look like cheap plastic, is what I guess I'm trying to say. the, the brushed aluminum fenders I thought was a nice touch. They yeah. had different levels of trim for the fuel tanks. That that one, that pretty sweet looking one, had like that little metal strap or whatever on it. Oh, so did the other one. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, they both had the strap to hold the tank on.
1: Um, yeah.
0: It just looked vintage and kind of cool. Yeah. And, and a seamless tank? Yeah. So, there's obviously a seam, but it's not exposed. Like, yeah. a lot of them have the like lip around the bottom where they like crunch it together and then weld it around. They didn't have that. Yeah, BMW actually on the R9T has one of the options that you can buy is a seam, a t- uh, aluminum tank with the welded seam that you can actually see the welds. And theirs comes from this instead of being around the bottom, theirs is like down the middle of the tank. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of a thing recently with like the custom yeah. bike scene to be like, oh, I can see the body, not not the bodywork like terrible welds, but I can see like where the thing was put together and assembled and yeah, see that yeah. it yeah, crafted by hand or whatever. So I think uh, having a visible seam on some of them is cool, but I think some people are also getting weird. They want it more clean. Like, they don't want it to be hipster right out of the box. Like, if I want a seam, I'll go buy a tank and weld it or whatever the hell. Yeah. But, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't remember, I mean, I remember the Street Triple and the Street Triple R being there, or the Speed Triple. Um the regular, you know, naked street fighters that started the craze. I didn't, they didn't really talk about it. It just tells you that this new vintage craze is really like taking over the motorcycle industry in general. It, to me, when Triumph came out with those modern retros, you know, the Thruxton when they first did them, it really helped bring them back as a company, at least in the States, from what I saw. Like, to me, they were a small, not really heard of, manufacturer... I mean, they were heard of because they were such an old brand, but they just weren't anyone that you saw anywhere. And then those yeah. Struxens, those modern retros, one, well, I think they were the first motorcycle company to really do it. Yeah. And to me, that's what really helped bring them back and make them something, you know? Yeah. I mean, they had, like, the Daytona the, the, the 675. My friend had one of those. And the Street and Speed Triples, Yeah. R's. You know, like, people don't really associate triumph with sport bikes that much you know what i mean but they have some really nice sport bikes yeah but i agree that this like the vintage stuff is what what people have been clinging on to forever and actually my friend in san diego that runs san diego triumph now his shop before it was san diego triumph was trophy and they worked on vintage triumphs Mm. and when triumph usa was like hey we'd like you to be our dealer They're like, all right, well, now we're in modern Triumph, but the bikes haven't changed (laughs) all that much, you know? Like, the looks have definitely stayed the same. So, uh, I don't remember who we went on to next. Uh, Next was Harley Davidson. Oh, next was Harley Davidson. Yeah. Harley Davidson uh, was all about still growing ridership. Um, Here's my beef with Harley Davidson, man. They were talking about the Live Wire. I told you, I, I think I mentioned it on last week's show, that... Uh, uh, always something doesn't clear at customs with icma cuz yeah. they they moved this show back because well, and unless you're going to ship it back on an airplane it might yeah. still be on a boat i don't think back i anyway. don't think they're allowed to come on air is what exactly is i uh, think what part of the problem is especially with all the lithium batteries yeah for sure um i think uh well i don't know that's when you plug in a lithium battery they, they were really pushing a live wire, and definitely it's a bummer that it wasn't there. And I was like, "Oh man!" But you have all the original live wires, but those were prototypes. Yeah, they they don't really look like the new one. And, and here's they my deal: said when they said production, that, yeah, when they were talking about that, it makes me think: Do you only have one live wire? Is the one that you showed at the dealer show this summer? Then you took it to ICMA and now you wanted to? You're going to? No, I didn't it even see it at the dealer show yeah it was uh i don't think they left it out they just put it they pulled it out and then they put it away same okay. with the with the water cooled bikes because we tried seeing them when we were down there yeah um and then the ceo brought it out of the 115th and that's what he rode on the ride so yeah it's so they only have one like you think i don't know if they're i guess are planning so. on making them they would at least have like five you'd think they'd have a few the live wire prototypes they had more than yeah they had a handful because i remember when they went on the test rides i got offered to go on one and you could yeah. go out like five at a time or something like that yeah um, it's just weird that if they have a one that it's they only have one you know yeah. like i just don't get it other than that i think they were um here comes the bike right now mm-hmm. I'm gonna let them lane split no problem bro they you know the FXDR you know, is still big for them, and that's, it's already been released, it's already been seen, same with the live wire. so to me, Harley had nothing new that they really released, and like you said, the, the Thruxton, um, or whatever, may have been the Bonneville, which one was it? The, the, yeah, like the Bonneville and the... Yeah, but the one they just released, the, oh, the, 1200, scrambler 1200. the Scrambler 1200, like it may have been out already, but I hadn't seen it, so to me, it was new. Um, where and the opposite in the Harley, like I saw the FXDR the day after it was like officially released because I got to go to the dealer show. Yeah. Um. So to me, it was like oh, nothing new, but really, it kind of was. So, like, the, it's this is probably the first main show in the states where they're really showing it off to people. Which But one? the FXDR has been in dealerships too. When they released it at the dealer show, it showed up to dealerships that day. Yeah. Or actually, it probably showed up before and they were allowed to open it that day. So here's my deal with the. The Scrambler 1200 is that I think this is um, the first time they're marketing it as the Scrambler, I want to say. Does does that sound right? Maybe. Is it just called the Scrambler 1200 or is it a Bonneville Scrambler or No, see, that's the other ones, is that you would always buy a Bonneville and you'd have to buy a Scrambler kit for it. So this is the first time I think they're dropping the Scrambler 1200. I could be totally wrong about that. I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah. But, but yeah, the Harley-Davidson thing is like... That's a good... Even the FXD, when they showed the FXD, the little video of it cruising around, it actually didn't look as nimble as I thought it did at first. you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. It didn't look like it leaned as leaned over as far as I thought it did. Oh, I forgot the radio's on that whole time. We're probably going to get sued for anybody that could hear the smells <laughs> being played. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seemed like... Uh, I don't know. There was not a lot Harley had to offer because they mentioned every single thing so far at uh, the dealer show and the pan america has not come out yet the uh none of the, I electric think the bikes. first one slated is the live wire yeah and then um and that's like mid 2019 yeah i think he even said possibly early, uh q2 between mid-19 to q2 of 2020 or something like that i, I forget the range that he said maybe it, and it the doesn't... water-cooled bikes aren't really yeah. out yet yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they even said 2021 on those and, and this and that. A lot of dealer, you know what, when Harley announced that, a lot of dealers or a lot of manufacturers started putting out these like five-year plans now did you notice that like a lot of people have bikes that are now slated for 2020 and 2021 now that they're, now that they're like well somebody's doing it this way i wonder if it's like a weird marketing thing that they all think's a great idea like oh here's what we are going to come out with in the future so save your money till later yeah it was always a thing where you never told anybody what you did until you did finally yeah. you just put the cow in the bag now they're like ooh, this marketing strategy you had to change something because in the last few years like the market industry in the united states at least has been getting stagnant and i think maybe this is a way to say hey keep your hopes up because this is what we have coming i guarantee there's people interested in the harley pan america and they're like chomping at the bit for it to, to drop and perhaps they would not have been anticipating it so much if it had just dropped and then they're all what the fuck you know what's yeah. this so yeah i don't know maybe it is strategic um, who was next after Harley because they didn't really they really only said that they're still focusing on their rider... Uh development they didn't really have yeah they're they're really focusing on grant growing rider development that Um, and the gts the gt boombox is now the gts i mean they're just they're kind of like yeah their infotainment system it's more apple compare compatible and stuff like that it's faster downloads or whatever they're just upgrading the shit they have which is cool it's cool to see a company like harley who in a way technology wise is way in the past but in other ways technology wise is way in the future yeah um i gotta say the infotainment system on the new harleys or even last year's harleys is light years ahead of the new goldwing yeah so it's kind of cool to see that um yeah it's kind of ironic too and not that i want to say like the the milwaukee eight is old technology but it is a push rod air cooled motor (laughs) so and you know i've said it in the past like that's their trick is how do you change but stay the same like It's people don't really go buy. I mean, hopefully they do because Harley's building some new bikes, but people don't. Harley sells on the fact that that's what people want. Um, But it's cool to see them have like high tech infotainment systems and stuff like that to kind of, I don't know, to fit on these basically retro bikes that have always been retro. It's funny because I think earlier I said Triumph was kind of the first one to do the retro really Harley just never stopped yeah but and Triumph either I mean the Triumph Bonneville has been their stable bike staple bike for the last however many forever and uh, it's the same they did the same thing as like Royal Enfield they used the same shit they could until they couldn't anymore and then they upgraded it but they kept the styling the same so mm. it's one of those weird things that Triumph never gets shit on you know Harley always gets flack for never changing for the past 50 years but Triumph it's the same thing it's funny they get flack for not changing in the last 50 years and they get flack for changing but then they get more <laughs> flack for changing <laughs> yeah. so whatever who was I after think they Harley do it? oh yeah so after Harley was another one that hasn't changed in a long time um Ural Ural. Oh god, Ural. I don't know. Uranus. Uranus. Named after the Ural Mountains in uh, Russia. Russia somewhere, right? It must be. Yeah, and if you, oh man, hang on, I'm fidgeting with this stupid mic. If you, uh, if snap, if you get a chance to. uh, Go watch the I want to say the Blayev project. Should I take the one hundred and five back? You think I just six seven ten north would be fine? It's up to you. Um, the one hundred and five will take us back I'd, to the six hundred five. Yeah, I'd probably do the one hundred and five, but if not, the seven ten hits like weird. Um, I mean, we could always do like the sixty or ten later, but those yeah. are probably shit shows. I'd probably do this one. Um, the Ural always cool. It's a uh, West? I think no east East we want to go east the I think the prices went up a lot on them in the last few years but really the one that came with a drone was like 16 grand yeah. so they're still like probably around 12 for the cheaper ones. Um, what I'm bummed about but I think the price point kind of reflects is I think they should run BMW motors because it's basically a BMW <laughs> copied motor. And to me, it would be nice to know that you have the quality and the easier, easier fixing or easier to get parts of a BMW. Yeah, um, they'd also have to start paying the BMW price. And also, I think I think Ural is a ripoff of Nipro, which is D N I P I R D N I P R something yeah dnipr however you pronounce that in russian oh my god i lied the 105 is a shit show too. yeah jesus christ um maybe 12 I, years. I mean it's an opposing twin the way they do the alternator and it looks like the transmission and stuff look a lot like some older bmws but yeah. you know I, honestly they're not known to be unreliable but there's not a shit ton of them out they're rad that they're two wheel drive sidecar or yeah two wheel drive with a sidecar like i think that's super cool and then the coolest thing that they did, they don't know if they're going to do production, um, but super cool out of a company like this is they paired with Zero, and they have a prototype electric sidecar. Yeah. And, and you were telling me that if it does go to production and maybe pr- yeah. future prototypes, it'll have a hub motor. So it'll one be a 205 the, hub Yeah, motor. so someone, it was funny, someone asked, so the battery's under the seat of the... Uh, sidecar. So it's like, oh it always feels like a person's in there. And I'm like, unless you put a person in there, then it's going to be real heavy on that <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah. But um then so the, the someone motor was like, lift up in the air. Oh, can we um can we disconnect the sidecar?" You and know, then went, we're like, yeah, with the batteries in there. And yeah. I think he felt kind of dumb, but You can't really question. you can't really disconnect the sidecar on normal URLs. I don't know why anybody because would ask that. Because it's only a single wheel drive. The, yeah. Well, yeah. On the single drive models, you could, I guess, but there it'd be more hassle to disconnect. I've never seen anybody with the because there's all sorts of shit that bolts up to the motor. It's like a regular motorcycle. If it's a single-wheel drive, it's like a regular motorcycle with a sidecar. So yeah, you could disconnect it. I guess. I I mean, mean. it it is a pain in the ass. And when you You see a bike with a sidecar off, like they usually leave all the mounts on because it's all set up. I mean, it's a pain in the ass for sure. Ural is built. I think I asked you, I was like, why is there a turn signal on the front? Ural's built. I was looking at all the motorbikes. They don't have right turn signals on them because it's on the sidecar. It's on the side of the sidecar. So if you did disconnect the sidecar you wouldn't have technically yeah you don't have a right you wouldn't meet the dot laws well the funny motorcycle. part about that is though and if you buy a regular motorcycle and you attach a sidecar you don't put turn signals on the sidecar that's true but i wonder if you get away with that because i wonder you if, did it i wonder if they have to be plumbed in though because i think the sidecar does by law have to have a brake depends on the year of it and everything yeah but i bet like because you do it yourself it's probably fine yeah it's like an oem doing it is different but what they were saying what a guy from zero was saying so if they do go to production with it they're probably going to put an electric hub on the sidecar wheel so it would still be a two-wheel drive two-wheel drive yeah which to me is one of the things that makes your all's pretty awesome they're they're pretty capable because of that and you don't have to worry about a drive shaft snapping in between you could pop wheelies on that mofo because on the reg- regular one... And see, the regular ones that are two-wheel drive, you well, really can't disconnect. The the sidecar wheel's not really in line with the rear wheel, so it'd be hard to pop wheelies. <laughs> it would want to turn. Yeah, that's true. I didn't... But, th- you know what? That's one thing I never thought about. You're right. They're totally, like, yeah. offset. And they said with a sidecar... It gets 108 mile range, which is pretty standard for a zero, but I'm guessing obviously it's less aerodynamic and heavier, so it's probably a little bigger battery. Yeah, it's got a bigger battery. Yeah, though. but if you think about it, if you wanted to do more ride, longer ride, if you didn't have a passenger especially, why couldn't you put another battery in it and double up your battery? Yeah. Um but not, it's also cool because it's a small company. They paired with Zero, an American company, which is cool. I saw so many haters on, uh, as soon as they announced that thing to so many haters talking like, are you going to charge it out in the middle of nowhere? Isn't that the point of a, you're all, you can go anywhere? Here's oh, the skinny on a, year all. You can't really go anywhere unless you're willing, unless you have a whole machine shop with you. Just ask Chuck from Wilners, who breaks down every 60 miles that <laughs> he rides his, you all. Oh, right. I think he's ridden it less than he... Less miles than he's had it towed. And uh, he's not the first guy with a Ural that said that. I had a buddy in San Diego that owned one that was like, yeah, you you can't go over 65, and you can't expect to do more than like 600 miles before some of the Russian (laughs) metallurgy gives up. Because, I mean, the the Nipro is a Russian company. Ural is uh, based on that. And uh, the metallurgy is, you might as well. I mean, I don't know what the difference between Russian and Chinese they're on the same damn continent. They're right next to each other. I don't know what the uh, difference between the, the metals are, you know what I'm saying? Like It can't be much better. But uh, yeah, I, I do like the idea of a year roll. And last year, somebody did the LA B2V on one, and I was thinking that'd be so rad for me and Chris to do that. Of course, I would drive. So uh. <laughs> Chris was like, what? But uh, yeah who did we see it depends next depends how fast you want to finish yeah that's true I like to see your eyes if you let me drive and just I'll just send it yeah. <laughs> Larry's eyes are as big as his whole head yeah dude I'm used to people sending it when I'm in the passenger seat that's the sucky part <laughs> People aren't used to me sending it, though, which I do every time. How many times have you crashed at Twisted Throttles, Chris? Because I've crashed the only <laughs> Twisted Throttles they ever had. That is true, <laughs> I guess. Next I sent it. was BMW. BMW. And the biggest news coming out of there is their new R1-styled... Uh, R1, yeah, R1 styled R1000, yeah, whatever. S1000R S- 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 R- R- got its normal upgrades, which which it came out over. Well, it came out in 2008, I want to say. You yeah, we were talking about it came out at about 10 years ago. It yeah. hasn't had a major redesign yeah. in that time. I was telling Chris, oh yeah, you know they upgraded the uh, the the, the, the uh, <laughs> instrument cluster. They upgraded the ECU. They didn't. They've done. They have done every two years minor changes to the fairings, but they kept for the most part the the asymmetrical headlight they i think they changed the shape of it in 10 in 2010 or 2012 something like that barely i mean the the biggest change has come to the side fairings you know the shark gill things got a reshape and then they, they disappeared and now it looks like a fr- friggin' r1 to me like it, it kind of well, does it's yeah. symmetrical and the way they did it, it looks a little more r1-ish yeah. but yamaha really, looks really knocked good. it out of the park with those tiny little headlights they and everybody's have copying um it. They have an M model. M I package, yeah. I think they said yeah. M. So, yeah. which to me is kind of bad because the Yamaha R1 fancy one is the M. The R1 M. Um, which I get from BMW. Obviously, their performance division for cars is M. Yeah, that's where they got it from. But that's just kind of lame still. Yeah. Their press kit came, uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, came out, and they were talking about the M package and the M options. And what I learned from reading that is it's an X works. So it's actually not a package that you buy. It's sort of like, it's a, it's a factory works package that you are going to end up paying for as the consumer. It's not really like an optional model that comes out. If you want to get it, you oh, got to so buy, buy it. the bike and then you buy the package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so X works usually means that it's shipped to you and installed by you, not, the factory but the fact Could that we it installed at the dealer maybe yeah yeah there you go like yeah basically x-works means shipped and installed to wherever shitty ass lane you know that's a good idea larry's well, just driving down the right lane just i'm just chilling to, i'm trying all to, the the three other lanes just keep cruising by us i'm used um, to i'm used to riding spamala right um my car actually is like the four-wheeled version of spamala <laughs> yeah i mean that's probably the big news out of bmw the other news and we've kind of hit on it a little bit already has been uh, everything went from 1200 to 1250 700 yeah. to 750 800 yeah. to 850 oh you know what they did say that was interesting to me is that the worldwide sales have been picked up and carried forward by the the g310 models which makes sense because in other countries uh um, yeah that's a good sized bike that's a yeah. learner licensed bike that's a You know a decent size that's not a 125 and it's not a you know massive expensive when you're when you're talking about other markets 300 is right in the what they can afford you know yeah when other people when your bike costs as much as somebody makes in a year like you can't really expect you know that you're going to sell a billion of them but when you have a g310 and yeah people in other countries and markets can afford that then yahoo Yep, I got back in this lane, and I don't. I, don't, I think I. Yeah, but made now we're extra than a mile, and now all the other lanes have slowed down too. Yeah, I think I made the right choice. But um, so yeah, the, the smaller displacement bikes are actually doing quite uh, well and carrying forth their sales like that's where they're seeing their sales gains, yeah. and we'll get to that too with another manufacturer that we talked to yeah but um but yeah so then the 750 they said a lot of women bought the g7 or the uh, f700 so they're hoping the f750 carries on with that um and then of course everything's bumping up 50 cc's all the uh, adventure models at least and or the off-road gs models and then the gsa model i think is going to be out next year and the f800 gsa i think he said might be 2021 or 2020 i don't remember but yeah so look forward to the to that stuff popping up here in the next couple years um that's all i can think about a bmw Who, who do we see next I'm trying to remember because it seemed like a really long day until we got lunch. And I don't remember who was after BMW. It did, right? After BMW, I think was MV Agusta? I have the list, but I keep losing it. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I don't think it was MV. I think it was like uh, Kawasaki. I'm going to just guess every motorcycle manufacturer so Chris gets the list. Indian oh yeah oh yeah that's right we went to Indian if you guys missed any of our live stream or Instagramming <laughs> then <laughs> dude this is chilling and then uh, it's bath time you you really missed they announced the uh, the Indian the new wrecking Indian crew wrecking, crew wrecking crew for 2019 they had the FTRs there I think Chris really liked the way they looked He uh, they did have the Acra exhausts on them like you said last uh, episode so that was kind of funny. It was. I think that the FTR 1200s look good. I, I To me, it's like this niche market that I think is going to be rough. I think if you guys are going to spy them because, oh, it's an FTR 1200, but I think where you're losing out is it's not a full on flat track bike. Um, yeah, it's still I, I a gay, don't think gay hooligan bike. They don't want it bike. to be a fat flat track bike. Yeah, they don't. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it'll be a good hooligan bike. I think that is part of what makes it gay. Um, but <laughs> it, <laughs> Yeah, it's not an enduro, but it's not a flat-track bike, but it's not a street fighter. Um, It's just kind of, like, in between all of them. But that also might be good. It's kind of versatile. Maybe those tires will do pretty good for the canyons. Maybe they'll do decent off-road. I don't know. Yeah, it's the American monster. Yeah, but I will say the big announcement was the new wrecking crew. Yeah, the new wrecking crew consists of the Bauman Brothers, which I... I'm not going to say my opinion, but uh, (laughs) I think that Breyer is the more handsome of the Bauman brothers. And Bronson, he's just the youngest on the team now. And then Jared, the seasoned veteran. I so wanted to yell Tim Hortons. (laughs) Or, like, (laughs) if we got a chance to walk over to him, just be like, hey, Tim Hortons, bro. And uh, I wonder, you know, it was cool. One thing I really liked, um, it's still interesting to me why Brian Smith left. I mean, obviously, maybe he wasn't getting... What he thought he was gonna get out of the Indian team, but and maybe he just thought, hey, we can go back and do it on a cowie. But uh, I don't know. I think he got <laughs> sick of like that first year when Indian was sweeping the podiums. I think they were stoked. That second year when more people started to creep up and Jared is well, uh, well, if you if you know flat track, you know that Jared isn't on the he is on an all state backed. Indian, but nobody else is on a Rogers Racing. Yeah, but that's your mechanic and Brian's going to take his mechanic to Indian, so... I know, but... Like, the Rogers Racing is still... uh, They're both... You know what? Like, Brad and Brian had the same deal and Jared got to stay separate. I think he probably got... I don't even want to say I think he got subpar equipment from Jared. I doubt he did, especially when he had the number one plate from winning the year before. Yeah. I think he got the same shit as Jared, and Jared beat him all year, and he wants something different that he thinks could be made better, maybe. With the new rules that I don't know, I heard, like, OEM motors are allowed to go up to 900 cc's or yeah, 1,000 cc's. Yeah, I want to, we'll talk about that in a sec, because yeah, that, I don't that feel was, like, like, something we heard. I, I want to read more about that, because they're not going to allow just, uh, they're not going to be like, okay, Kawasaki, now you can go 900 cc's. Um, but... Anyway, I, I I don't know how the new rules are going to go. Basically, everyone is allowed bigger throttle bodies, except Indian. Yeah, because they're on technically a race motor, but yep. they knew that when they were getting in there. Remember, they, for they sure. had 2 for two sure for sure, and they were supposed to turn it into a, yeah. more of a production motor, and they haven't. They made fifty of them or whatever. So everybody's getting twenty millimeter bigger throttle bodies, and then I didn't even I think know two about millimeter. Uh, would, uh, yeah. yeah. Two, Which is a lot. Two you, millimeter. Yeah. The guy kept saying 20%. I don't know if that's really two millimeters equals 20%. Well, they're not 100 millimeter throttle bodies. I know. That's so. why I don't know why he was saying that. So RC-51s, the first ones had 50, and the SP-2s had 52. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two millimeters uh, makes a big difference. Well, they had two difference. of them, but still, my car on my Sporty a 42, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, two millimeters is a big difference. Yeah, I don't know what he was they have saying twenty percent, but I don't think it's twenty percent more airflow. But at the same time, they do get a two millimeter bigger throttle body. Yeah. And Indians should have been like, oh yeah, the special in- engine that we built with Saab and all this and that. Look like, well, and I don't know. To me it's a pretty production bike, and it's honestly it's more of a production bike than those Harleys. Like those Harleys you cannot buy anything on those Harleys except the cases. Probably not even the crank. Like it's not an XG anymore. Uh, the cylinders, I don't even think were stocked this year. The heads were completely billet one-off. Like, but are they billet one-offs of stock heads that are no, then like ported not and polished? Really? I think they actually went to a two-valve or a two a dual cam uh, head instead of a single cam. So the real XG is a single cam with little. Uh crow's feet. No, the uh, the street rod, right? Doesn't the street rod have nope. dual overhead cams? No, nope. oh, okay. Same motor. It's just a, it's a little more powerful than the street, but it's the same. It's a single cam, and if you look at single per head, um, so a single overhead cam. Really, it's still a four valve motor. But if you look at the new the ones they ran this year, were billet, and you can see both cams. You want to go north, by the way, buddy. Whoa, shit! What am I doing? I don't, I don't really know. Can I jump in right yeah, here? Yeah, Hop up in front of that thing, cause. Um, God damn! <laughs> I think it. I wait. You to, wait, let you wait till last minute, so that way uh, I'd get further. I don't really know. <laughs> I, just, I just made that up. Hopefully this guy doesn't rear end us. This traffic is fucking horrible, by the way. I wasn't even paying attention. I'm just like thinking about the. Yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. We figured it out. But I'm gonna wave to this guy. That was fucked up. Thank you. <laughs> He's so used to that. Yeah, um, I'm not used to doing that. That's true. <laughs> so that was cool. I mean, honestly, I think that'll be something very interesting to watch. Uh, Breyer this year won a race on a different bike. I don't know if Michelle DeSavos is going or not. I mean, the main mechanic for them was um, was Brian's mechanic, and I'm you know he's going with Brian. Uh, one thing I will say that I'm really stoked about Indian and what happened. So everyone knows about what happened to Brad. It's a super bummer. He's learning to walk again. He's he's definitely recovering. He's definitely like really putting the effort forth. Um, will he be able to ride a motorcycle again? I think so. Will oh, yeah. he be able to ride at that level again? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'd say never say never. He's got a no. He's got a huge struggle, but he is kicking ass at it. Um, super respect to that dude for that. Um, he looks like he's smiling all the time, you know, when, you know, when it's bedtime, is he maybe not, maybe, I don't know. But now he's in, he's not, he's down, but he's not out. Now he's in the management and coaching roles. Yeah. So it's super cool of Indian to say, Hey, like obviously he had a contract. He finished out his contract, whatever. They're like, there's more to Brad Baker than... I didn't know you could see that crazy sign in Norwalk. That's fucking weird. Like, weird one right above the trees? Like, that's in, oh, like, yeah, Norwalk the at the little five points. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, random thing that no one else has any idea about. <laughs> um, but for Indian to be like, hey, you know, we, we know you're not going to ride with us next year, obviously, and be at that level next year, but we want to keep you on, we want to employ you, we want to give you a steady paycheck you know we want you part of this team even though you can't ride like they probably kind of made a spot for him yeah that is rad and i have so much respect for that that they were like no let's give this guy a spot let's keep him around like let's make him part of this team even though he can't go out and win races for us anymore yeah is rad like i i don't you know i don't know what happened to wayne randy when that first happened to him like what did the teens do you know yeah i mean maybe he got the same deal maybe not but it, it's super cool to see that happen and to see indian doing that and to see that level of commitment for their employee basically because let's face it at that level you're nothing more than an employee and to me so many companies these days they don't give a shit about you you're a number you're someone to make them money and if you're not making them money they don't want you around anymore and brad's job is to make money winning races and he can't go do that so they put him in another spot you know i mean obviously they think he's still going to help them make money but either way just super respect to indian for doing that and for the the flat track team for doing that um that is super cool that they would do that um I got to give them a lot, of, a lot of respect for that. Like that is amazing. So yeah. that no, was really good to hear. And I thought it was cool that they said, "Hey, you know, we can, we can like sit your bike out, we can retire it out." And he said, yeah. "No, have uh, was it Briar? Yeah. No, have Brad Briar, Bronson, the Bronson. younger one." Yeah, actually. So even previous to that story, like when Brad got hurt at X Games, Indian came in and they're like, "Hey, dude, we, we want you to make this decision, but we can do a couple things. We can park your bike for the season." you know we can not take it to the track or just whatever there it is number six sitting there or we can let someone ride it and we if you want to let someone ride it and it's cool because it's not brad's bike it's indian's bike yeah but they you know they said or you can let someone ride it you can choose the person and he said yeah he said how about Breyer? or bronson whichever one Bonneville. Let's make yeah. up a new Bowman brother. Bonneville Bauman. Yeah. So let's name all of our kids similar B names, <laughs> yeah. and especially with a B for a last name. Briar, Bronson, confused. and we have to name him Bronneville. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so super cool to them, you know. Super cool for Brad. For yeah, dude, let this guy ride it. Like, give him a shot. And he went out and podiumed on it. You know, yeah. he he definitely he showed that it's the bike helped him out a lot. And he went out and podiumed his first podium. Um, we talked about it a little bit. How cool it was was behind his brother, Bronson. Um, fuck, dude. I feel like we could go over to Rosemead and be faster. you know, should I? Fuck, I don't know. No, here's I'm that sure. same truck. What if I got over in front of him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Surface streets. He's all like, you but, fucking piece of shit. Yeah, super rad, super cool to see um, them doing that. Um, and the new wrecking crew, I think, is going to be someone to contend with. But I also think Brian Smith is definitely going to be someone to contend with. Um, I think Henry Wiles, Mr. Consistency last year, is going to be someone to contend with. And always rooting for, um, and I think he's got some stuff up his sleeve that he's working on, but Carver? I think Carver is going to be someone to contend with. Yeah. So, you know, it um, exciting season, but I will say the Indian team, um, is exciting. Yeah. I'm sad Harley didn't announce their new team for next year because I think it changed, didn't it? I think it's the same three guys. Is it? Okay. But well, Then maybe that's why they didn't announce anything. It's cool. We're going through – I don't know about Wisconsin stuff, but um, a because lot of our great. on-ramps have uh, stop signs as you go to pull on. It's supposed to help separate traffic. Traffic is so absolutely butt-fucked right now that <laughs> <laughs> on the on-ramp we were on – It's going red to make you stop and green to let you go, but we're going so slow in the on-ramp, we didn't even have to wait because it turned red as the other car went through it, but they didn't get far enough away, and (laughs) ours turned green as we, like, pulled up to it one fucking car distance. Yeah. And it's it's not like it's, like, a minute thing. So it's dark red. It's only dark red until up here, and then it's, like, orangish-red until the other side of the five. Yeah. And then it's uh, green for about a foot. And then it turns orange and red, but no dark red, and then orange and shit. It is seven o'clock. We're in some legit LA traffic. Friday night, LA traffic, man. I'll tell you what. Honestly, it's funny because I picked my mom up from the airport a while ago. She was here. She's like, "I can't believe you deal with this every day." And I'm like, "I don't like, but I also don't go certain places certain days of the week because of it." Like. Like, I don't go to Brawny's shop on Friday night because of this shit. But I know. Every night's bad, but this is even worse. I never... Dude, I always ride so I can lane split. Like, this is why. I hardly ever drive. I have a long commute, but it's honestly, like, because of the time I get out, it's not near as bad. Yeah. Um, Who was next after Indian? And I do have to say that I, I dig the FTR. I think... I think it looks good. Yeah. The uh, MV Agusta. Yeah, nothing there. Um, Here's what I was tripping out about the MV Agusta, and Chris made a good point. The the spokes issue that they had a while back on the 800RR Brutale or whatever. The Dragster. On the Dragster is yeah. back again on the F800RR Brutale. and I'll, I mean, they're still using that shit. Didn't, I just don't like the way it looks. You're mixing this neon green in the paint. With an anodized green of the hub and the little spoke nipple things. And the way they do the single-sided swing arm, the hub is way offset to one side. And all the spokes are in one side of the rim. I didn't really think of that before. The way that they're all on one side of the rim looks really sketch. I just... To me, the color. Like, if you did a mag and then you powder-coated the mag neon to match, it would have looked super bitchin'. But whatever. It was cool, though. The Brutale, the big one, makes 212 horse. Yeah. This isn't a naked bike. This is also... MV is a little more expensive than even Ducati. A um, little more niche, whatever. Uh, yeah. At 409 pounds. Yeah. That is over half a horse per pound. We're getting close to Spamila specs on that. Yeah, that is insane. That's because Spamila weighs six pounds. Yeah. Until um, I get on her. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, those... Uh, but to me, a company like Envy Agusta, they are never going to come out with something innovative and new and special. But they're always going to come out with an updated version of a rad bike. But I, the, the, the Brutale that makes 212 horse is probably a $20,000 naked bike or more. Yeah, I don't remember I mean, what he said Maybe I even more If the CBR1000SP is fucking 20 grand yeah. I bet that brutality is more It's probably more like yeah. 25 I mean, super rad bike But it's I. For me, I've never been a big uh, M4 person Because it's never been the price range of bikes that I've bought um, so, yeah, they're crazy. But they, I mean, they are really, really nice. They're, they look nice, and they, I'm sure they're fun it, to ride. It, yeah, you know and what, if you're like, the type of person that you can uh, afford a Panigale R or a Confederate, which is even way more. But, you know, if that's the kind of, like, bikes you're into, there's no reason that you can't afford, you know, if you're a Ferrari Lamborghini guy and you can afford those cars, um, there's no reason you couldn't afford a $25,000, $30,000 sport bike or naked bike. And they're super cool when it comes to that. Um, One thing I will say that I only saw on the Dragster. The Dragster has the absolute coolest passenger pegs I have ever seen Uh, on a motorcycle to date. Those were interesting looking. Um, Unfortunately, when this comes out, it'll be gone. But on my live story, I posted a little boomerang. So hopefully some of you saw it they fold up under the seat and then they fold down to be a passenger peg. Yeah. And they up when I looked at it under the seat, I'm like, what is that? Like that is so weird. It fits right under the seat. You can see it. I mean, it's there. But it doesn't, like, when you look at all the passenger pegs on the other bikes, like, they're fucking always there, yeah. there, like, it, where they're used. It looked like a handle for something. It did look like a weird handle for something, and I'm, like, looking at it, and I pull it, and it, it's, like, had a little O-ring on it. And once you pop it out of that, you fold it down, and it kind of, like, detent balls into this place. And when you have weight on it, you know, that's, it's yeah. not going to fold up. Um, super clean, and how they fold it up was, like, super cool. Um, props to the engineer for that. Um, again, not all of them had it, like... The Brutale with 212 horse. The exhaust was up in the way, so they couldn't do it. Um, some of the other ones, they just they they ran their regular kind of foot pegs. But um, yeah. to me, that was an oversight. I think that should be done on more of their bikes, yeah. On more that's of everyone's bike. so bikes. cool. It's such a cool thing to do. Yeah. Um. um pull that shit out of the, the way EV when either. you're dragging. No, I yeah. mean the F4. It, do they even have a full fairing F4 still? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, but nothing special, nothing amazing. A lot of them had 37. If yeah, we, we could don't email us and tell we don't us the know rider who 37. I is. know how to use Google, but I don't want to. Yeah, so I don't know who the world superbike rider is that runs that. or We whatever. didn't care that much at the show. To also, there's that. Um, let's see, the next one we saw was Yamaha. Oh yeah, they talked about, but it's not going to be out until 2020. Back to that forecasting, what we're going to do a super tenere seven which would just be a tenere seven right it wouldn't be super (laughs) yeah um but cool i don't know what price point it was at or gonna be at it's a more capable than the fj07 and fj09s more to the super tenere like level um but in a 07 platform and honestly i haven't ridden a super tenere i've heard they're ridiculous as far as power and torque I did have an FZ09. That thing was, even even though it was only 103 horse, was pretty ridiculous with the power. I would have to say, if you're going to off-road, that Super Thanera 07 would be 100% capable. And even very capable, like, long miles out on the freeway, too. Yeah. Like, honestly, I saw a lot of reviews after I bought the first year FZ09 and uh, the 7 wasn't out. And I've ridden a lot, so to me, I usually get the bigger bikes, except for, like, a 600RR, but, like, I wouldn't go get a 650-not-R, you know? Yeah. Um, so, when it came to those two, like, I'm more like the FZ09 person. We can also carpool in now. Oh, God. Uh, well, it's not going anywhere either. Also very true. I'm just saying, <laughs> if it is, we can. Yeah. So... But that thing's super cool. Looks very capable. Has a cool little fairing like the Super Tenere. Yeah. Um, we really... We, re- we didn't even get to see the bike. And we yeah. only got to see a video, but it looks super legit. It does look cool. It looks like an old Dakar bike, uh, honestly, with the... Yeah. Cause the way they did the fairing. It doesn't have a beak, which I like. Because like yeah. I like that people don't want to copy BMW every five seconds. Yeah. It has... It kind of looks like more of a Triumph Tiger... Um, the Triumph Tiger 800C, I think, that had... No beak either, and uh, it, I don't know. It just and the the. It head- looks like a lot like a miniature Supertuner. Yeah, and the headlights on it are like round LEDs that are in a block instead of like big. Uh, I think I, I I don't remember if this was them talking about it that they have cornering lights now. I don't think that was them. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Hey, hey you want to stay in your lane, ass space? Um, and then the other thing that they had that. I don't really want to spend much time on, but it seems like they're selling, or they're not even out yet. It's not even out yet, but they're already doing, like, a GT model, yes. and I feel like... America's favorite Can-Am. Just to be unbiased, we have to cover it, but the Nikon, Yeah, the Nikon GT. Yeah, they're doing a GTE Nikon. Hey, I got to ask you, how many even even if it's not out yet and even if we don't like it how many people were looking at it and sitting on it exactly is that weird I, thing? I think a lot of people it's gonna be i think it's gonna sell pretty decent because it's a bike that people can get for people that don't really ride bikes even though it still leans just even though you still gotta use a kickstand it won't even hold itself up yeah um and turdman made a good point about it I was like, "Oh, you can't lane split." It's no wider in the front than it what the bags were on it. Yeah. And honestly, even the, on my they, Harley, a, the then foot then pegs a, are the widest part. Yeah. Then a bagger, that front end looked like the Victory Vision to me. Like it seemed. Yeah. I, I said on. Oh, a it's vision definitely no board. wider than like a full-on bagger front yeah. end. But I'm saying that one that we that they had sitting there had a hard bag on it. Yeah, yeah. And it was no wider than its own hard bags. Yeah. So it's not that wide. I, I can't see i mean you got two sets of forks and two front wheels and size doesn't matter <laughs> that's what she that's said a, yeah. <laughs> but that's what um, we like to think you know you, it's probably not true you've got some crazy big triple trees i can't see the thing being that affordable however yamaha for the past few years Dude. with especially the FC stuff has been one of the most affordable brands yeah and if I had to speculate, they're down to lose profits to gain market share. Yeah. Did you, did you see Which the price is like on that Indian I have not seen the price on it. it. I mean, it was listed there. It's right around sixteen thousand. That's like they're selling that, bad. that. They're selling that for cheaper than the Honda CBR one thousand R. Yeah. Or, the, or was the it the six hundred? Uh, the six hundred, I think, was eleven five or okay. twelve five. So like so less than the thousand CBR one thousand, and you're getting another wheel and and bags. And four I don't know The bags are probably extra uh, That's true um, Yeah the GT I don't think That wasn't the GT pricing But I could only yeah, that's imagine probably The base model price. That, I could only imagine That that was another Few hundred bucks Here I'm jumping In the carpool lane brother Sweet Now that you did They're gonna stop moving Look I know um, that's how it works, but that's Yamaha. Like nothing where I was like groundbreaking new. We definitely have to check this out. Seeing a um, a Nikon in person, my feelings are the same about it. I want to <laughs> puke. Uh, yeah. But um, should I just hit this person? <laughs> Just, if you hit them, then they'll hit the next one, and it'll just work up like a train, and we'll get home faster. Dude, I'm going to fucking floor it then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wonder, by the way, everyone, uh, I know we're talking about how shitty traffic is, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we're a motorcycle podcast. We should have rode our motorcycles. but then then we couldn't do the show. Then we couldn't do a show right after. We would wait a few days, and uh, we'd forget half of it and we'd waste Tuesday. Like, why not waste an hour that we're going to drive home? Yeah. Why, um... I know. Not I'm, wasting. I'm listening to the quality of the recording and it's not that great, it though. So oh, maybe... So we, not that good? We should have waited until Tuesday, but that's okay. You yeah, know, we've had a decent amount with shitty uh, recordings and our fans what are... What are you talking about? Our fans that? are so dedicated. They're perfect. They're good fans. We have a good fan base. I say we give them a shitty recording once in a while so they know So it, they appreciate yeah, the good ones. So they appreciate yep, uh, yep, talking get into the mics and all that great shit. Um... Let's see. After that was Piaggio, Piaggio, which they said something interesting. The scooter market right now is actually going down. Oh, and theirs being Piaggios and Vespas are the only ones going up. Yeah. However, sneak peek for the future that new Honda Super Cub, though, I think Piaggio's is fucked. That yeah. bike is bad ass, but it's only L one twenty five. Um which I like cuz the Groms are 125 and everyone it's a, like the Grom. and it's cool. So I he's like it's almost the same motor as the Grom but it's updated. And we can talk about Honda. Actually, let's just talk about Honda later. Yeah. Um, so the Piaggio, the V85, is that new? Do they have it there last year or do they just have pictures Weird. of it? I have no idea about Piaggio, Aprilia, the, Vespa. Motor, the Moto Guzzi. Oh, the, the V85. Oh, oh the Moto Guzzi. Yeah, no, that That's was part out of the last Piaggio year. The Piaggio group. Okay. It's kind of cool. My stance on actually, on, hey, before I actually say that, I saw pictures of it last year. I don't hundred yeah, percent know if, if it had was the bike or not. I don't remember if it was released. You can go back to episode year. number.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know, Larry, I know. Um, the V85 was cool. The Moto Guzzi to me is the same as like MV Augusta. It's the niche market. They've been there forever. They're going to continue to be there They're forever. They're way cheaper. Yes. No. Well, they're still a niche, but yes, they are a lot cheaper than the the MVs. MVs a little bit more luxury type deal. Where yeah. where, um, Goodsey is more like uh, economy BMW. Yeah. But what I like about Goodsy is they have their their brand is that sideways V twin. That's yeah. them. That's yeah. what they do. They totally embrace it. I love that about them. One of the nicest, cleanest-looking custom bikes we saw there was an... Uh, I keep wanting to say Envy Augusta now. Was a Moto Guzzi. Super nice. I really love them. It's one of those bikes that if I just had money to go buy another random-ass motorcycle, that one would be on the list. The problem with me is my list of motorcycles I would buy first is really big. Yeah. But um <laughs> the rad. they rad. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not amazingly fast. They're not amazingly nice, but they're not turds and they're not junk. Um, hey, which is my name, Junk <laughs> Turdman. Woo! Uh, yeah, I'm a turd and junk, but they're so they're cool. And it, again, just like Envy Augusta, like nothing new, nothing amazing. I don't, I don't see them ever really coming out with something where you're like, whoa, this is groundbreaking. You know, even when the V85 like kind of came out, whether that was this show or last year, because we really don't remember. remember. Okay, cool. It's like it's a nice, capable enduro um, or an ADV bike, but I don't know. It's to me, it's still not the news of even like the scrambler from Triumph coming out. Like it's yeah. just not the same level. I just, you know, what too is I can't remember. It's so hard because it looks so much like the Turbangs that I can't remember if that if it was that or the Turbangs that came out last year. I don't know. So. Um, which, if you don't know what the Turbangs is, the R9T Urban GS. But if you just say R9 Turbangs, you've covered uh, <laughs> you've covered your bases. Yeah, the uh, they pretty much look the same, the Urban GS and the V85. Just one has a boxer and one has a V. I don't think there's anything really happening with um, Aprilia. I saw nah. a photo of a bike they were doing that was like half of their V4 kind of. Yep. So it was like a parallel twin. Um, V two, no, it wasn't a V. It was parallel, so it was no, like okay. the front half, not the side half. <laughs> a V <V2>. two, yeah. <laughs> well, that, there's a lot of those, but um, I don't really know. I, it was also kind of hard to see, and they kind of rushed us in and out of a lot of those. Yeah, things. it was it was worse than usual this year. Yeah, but um, so that was the Piaggio group. Next was Kamisaki's. All right. Well, we heard Kawasaki let all their bikes drop at. Uh, what was right before? Oh, at Intermot. Let some more drop at Icma And a couple more drop at AIM. So I think uh, you said they're doing like an H2 touring? Yeah, they got the H2 lines are now like going from super ultra hyper bike to actually like the H2 SE or the H2 whatever. They, they yeah. basically come with like a touring package now. And it's the h2r is still the r but the regular h2s are now like becoming your i think they made those motors just to get more power yeah out a, of a, a smaller displacement yeah a yeah. smog was choking them down yeah uh we're officially hauling ass now too yeah right stopping in 100 yards but that's cool yeah, we gotta sure. haul ass for a minute so nothing really that I saw anyway, like that was groundbreaking out of Kawasaki. No, their new six three six is just like a body styling update. They're doing a six three six or a six hundred? Six three six. The oh, Ninja ZX six R is a six three six. It got an updated um, front fairing and some other stuff. But I mean, I f- it's kind of like the most everybody's doing now is like, oh, we upgrade like the T. Everything's going to TFT display. Everything I have to I do have to say. The, this year, the big thing is connectivity. Yeah. Everybody's getting connected. Really nice displays and stuff. Apps and yeah. displays and shit. But other than that, you look at the frame and the motor, and it's technically pretty yeah. close. I think, um, you know, like I said, with a lot of the sport bikes, we've really reached a point where technology is is almost slowing down to a point with, yeah. with the mechanical side of it. Yeah. Um. And, you know, when you've got 1,000cc sport bikes that are making nearly 200 horse or a little bit over, what can you really do to some of those? Yeah. So, you know, um, let's see. After that was Honda. Yeah. Honda, so one that I was kind of like, meh, because they have three models of it, a 3-something and a 650 and a 1,000, but the CVs. Yeah, I love the CBs. This are Neo Cafe concepts yeah. that are no longer concepts, they're now production. So they have a 300, a CB300, which is a retro-styled modern classic if you will. The uh, CBR6 or the CB650R, which is a yep. inline 4 cafe modern but cafe single racer. Single R. Um, yeah, yeah, CB600R. Sure 650R. Inline 4, the 650 sport bike I thought was a twin. Yeah, the CB650R Cafe Racer is not the sport bike, though. It's like the... Right, red... but it's the same motor out of the 650R and the CBR650. It has the a, yeah, inline four. Did, did you say that on one it? was, too. Yeah. Um, and then, but it's not... It, it mirrors the uh, CB1000R... Which is also new for. I don't think that was coming out. But it's not the 650 is not the same motor as the 600 RR or even like an F. No, 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 no. no, no. Where the CB 1000 is the same base motor as a CBR 1000. It's just detuned too much i mean a little bit is but, that new one the same too maybe it is i haven't really looked into it that much you know what i'm actually not a real sure about that i think it is but maybe it's not either because that new the cb the new cb1000r that like neo cafe yeah, one yeah. that that motor on that one looks super crazy it's probably an older gen yeah that's the one that you were mad that they, it ended up losing power as it gained weight. Just every time Honda does a naked bike, I feel like they lose too much power and gain too much weight. Yeah. And from a fat dude that's getting older, like, those things are important. Yeah. yeah. You gotta hold on to those as long as possible. I think that they match well with the XSRs from Yamaha and the, uh, some of the, you know, all of the retro stuff that BMW, like the R9Ts. And, oh, yeah, don't forget, big, big news. We forgot out of Kawasaki. God, this is huge. The W800. We totally forgot that one. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, they're bringing that's their like retro cafe version thing. Is the W800 Cafe, and it is just their W800 bike that's been available to everyone but the states. I think they had a W650 for a while too. And uh, somebody did point out actually, I think it was Number Eight Wire Motorcycles pointed out on instagram that they did sell the w650 for three years but it was like in the 80 uh no early 90s something like that or early 2000s and it was only a three-year bike i don't remember ever seeing them though so but um but yeah so now the w800 is finally i said this a long time ago when the scrambler craze first started even before ducati even had their scrambler i think is this is the, the, kawasaki should have had that w800 here but they pulled it right before the the craze. They're so weird. Kawasaki's always like either way ahead or way behind, you know. So, uh, but the W eight hundred cafe is their uh, looping back to the CBs is their kind of neo retro thing. And I just think that the Honda CBs look pretty cool. They don't look as retro as the CB eleven hundred did, but at the same time, they have mono shocks. They have uh, LED lighting. They have the the styling. But they're, they have new stuff. Like, you don't want to ride around a bike from 1970 in 2015. I think it's good that they call them Neo Retro. Yeah. On my personal More opinion, as much as I, I wouldn't even say that, as much as I'm always growing up a Honda fan, and I'm always like a Honda fan in general. Um, I think Kawasaki's Z900 and Z900 Cafe killed them in the styling department. Oh, for sure, dude. Those Z900s look tits. I, I, they, I, to me, they just look better. It's still a monoshock, right? Yep. Um, which Cowie had the Eddie Lawson for a long time that wasn't a monoshock, but now, you know, the new Z900 is, and that was actually a Z1100, I think. Yeah. But I think they look way better than the Hondas. Uh, I think they kind of lost it in the styling department on that bike. Um but, Honda did have, or does have, a couple other new bikes coming out that are some retros that I think are killer. The Z125 Monkey? Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's actually a Z125, because the Kawasaki Z125 is the Grom competitor. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, it's just, just called the, the Monkey? Monkey. Okay. One, and I think it might be Monkey 125, because the original Monkey bikes were 50s. Yeah. And, uh... This but it's is basically a Grom motor. Yeah, does that one have a clutch, or is it the clutchless like the no. next bike? it's just like the Grom. Okay, uh, only it has dual shocks in the rear. I think we talked about this because on a previous yeah. episode, because the Grom is like a pretty modern sport bike design, where yeah. the monkey goes way back. They got a lot of chrome. They got the halogen headlights. They got like got the, a bigger, flatter seat Yeah, big flat. That kind of sits on top of it. Yeah. They got the um, dual shocks, where the Grom has like a s- nice swing arm with the uh, single shock. They got dual shocks on it. Um, and Airy Henning and Zach Kortz, formerly of Motors. Uh, he, I think somebody said formerly. They they were the editors of Cycle World. And if that guy's right, they, they have a bunch of videos called Motorcycle Garage and On Two Wheels. Yeah. And I'm I'd be surprised if they didn't still work for Cycle World. But he said that they um they have a new show coming out on Motor Trend, and I heard them say that. You know, they they actually mentioned that. Yeah, but motor. he said the guy that one guy said they used to work at Cycle World, so maybe I think they we're quit. Have to quicken up the last few. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll just like look how close we're getting to home. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah so the okay to keep going though the monkey's rad <laughs> and then the next bike on the list is the super cub yep also called the what do they call it the passport was the, passport was the older step through I just missed our fucking exiting. yeah back. it's like your normal well I guess you don't drive this way very often yeah um i think that's the last exit too before see so whatever you can just get on the 210 yep so the honda that, passport or the honda super cub the, i that guy wouldn't let me over though oh the um the super cub is it looks really good they've got some mag wheels that are not amazing but on a super cub i don't you wouldn't expect any like margisini style badass wheels um, but it is a larger wheeler, an 18 or 19 inch wheel with a pretty narrow tire. It's not well, a typical now we scooter. Can, scooter. Now we can go on for three more hours. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> this section's not that bad. And then, but it's super cool. It's a, it's an updated motor from the Grom, so it's a little bit newer than the Grom. Now, the Super Cub, one thing I don't like about it, it doesn't have a clutch. Yeah, that felt really weird. And the original ones they he said didn't have clutches either, and I don't remember. I know, I thought the original, like, uh, Passport, or the Passport anyway, 90s, I thought had clutches hand clutch i know you could shift them there's th- a three speed but i thought they had a clutch but it's been a long time since yeah, i've been on that one. one still had a shifter it just didn't have a clutch it was like you know one thing i clutch. did like i don't know if you notice this about it if you've even really ridden a passport it had a heel toe shifter i didn't notice that yeah and the old school passports had heel toe shifters so you've actually got a heel shifter for upshifting if you want to just push down on that nice my grandparents when i was a kid had a had passports and they actually they didn't share one they actually had each had one um, the guy from Honda was saying that they said, Hey, why don't we put a seat on it? And Honda's like, yeah, we'll design one. They designed one and said it'd be 800 bucks for a passenger seat and pegs. And he's like, no, it's a $3,500 bike, but for yeah. it's $3,500 new, super rad, super cool. Like if you don't get on the freeway to go to work, I think they're super rad. Same as the yeah. Grom. Um, you know, the new monkey, uh, uh, oddly enough too, playing on this whole retro craze is more expensive than the Grom. Um, really, for shabbier, in my opinion, shabbier components. Who wants? Yeah. Who wants a uh, dual shock? You know, two hardback Yeah. Arms? Oh, the thing I was mentioning, Ari and Zach for is that they re- they rode, the they, they traced rode the monkeys down and the, they did the Baja One Thousand loop. Yeah. Or, they basically r- rode route. the Baja One Thousand uh, route on the monkeys, and yeah. uh, so that was pretty cool. And then and that'll be on Motor Trend TV if you check yeah. it out. And then the, Grom. Which they restyled uh, recently, I think, for 18 and 19. He said is one of their biggest... Harkening uh, back to what I was saying about BMW, and we're going to hear about and it. little in bikes, a, yeah. The little bikes, he said, are one of their fastest-growing markets. He actually said the Grom is their biggest-selling motorcycle. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> their biggest... Nice pun. <laughs> uh, but... But Most people, no. yeah, people can't uh, get them. People can't, you know, they didn't, yeah. they didn't think it'd be like that. They had and then no the idea. Monkeys are actually like out. No, none of the dealers have the monkeys yeah. right now because monkeys they're are all sold yeah. out. They didn't, they didn't order enough because they thought, what if it's a flop? Some cool stuff that I think is less related to us, but they're gonna do. They're doing a 450 RWE, yeah. which is short for Works Edition. They said basically you can get all the factory stuff on it, which I don't believe. But what I do believe is it's basically a Honda um, that is comparable to an off-the-shelf KTM. Yeah. So, in general, you know, KTMs have always been more expensive, and a lot of people complain, Well, oh, I can go get this Honda for this. But they've always came with better components than the, the big four. Um, so, what I'm guessing the... Um, the we is is basically what you got in a ktm you get a little bit better suspension a little bit better things here and there you're not going to get a full works bike if you've ever seen a full works 450 um they're not going to sell a forty thousand dollar bike yeah and that would be if they put production based work works parts on it like obviously the works works bikes it's a nice it's a nice trim package to call it It a we but that's super cool and then even cooler especially for us in california who can't do this without doing a special construction and you're only allowed so many of those in your lifetime um the 450 l which is a street legal version but it's not coming with supermoto wheels so you got to spend another about a grand if you want that but Still super rad, super cool. To you know, see you know what I think. Kind of uh, you know, Kawasaki killed the XR 650L this year. It's not going to be continued after 2018. And I don't know if Honda had the XR 650L either. I think they got the CR 250 Rally, and now the uh, the CRF 450L. I can't honestly say I saw XR 650L there. Did uh, you? Yeah, I don't know about any big XRs. Yeah, And not really. Um, that's probably about it from Honda. Um, I got a beard trim at the Progressive booth. <laughs> yeah. So you can get a beard trim, a little bit of a haircut. I don't think – it was just like trims. They weren't doing like full-on haircuts. You can get your hair braided if your hair is said long enough. I did not get that. You can get your beard braided. Have, uh, if your beard is long enough. My beard's not long enough for that. Um, so that's cool. They got a pool table. You can get a T-shirt. There's the massage chairs, which we didn't take advantage of. Um, so the little progressive booth is kind of cool. Um, did you see that sh- massage dude? Did you? I did that. Did you do that? I uh, know he must have been a secret corner that I what didn't see. What the hell? You mean that guy who just scammed me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was right. was just some random dude that <laughs> gave me a massage. I wanted to touch your butt. I feel kind of uh, violated, violated. now. You'll want to get the left ones. Like okay. This is her going right, and it's going to be backed up more. Yep. Um, Good thing Wiggins here I never go this way home. Yeah, <laughs> I drive this way home every day. So the Energica was next. So it was actually kind of cool to see Energica, um, have a, space. actually have a talk for media day. Last year they didn't. Um, but it was also crazy who I didn't see there was KTM. I didn't see them at all. Nope. So or Husky. That way. Yeah. Or Husky, which Husky didn't have a booth last year. They just had the, they were in the shift thing with Sean and Aaron. Yeah. Um, what I'll say about Energica is... Uh, uh, I wish they They brought Shayna. Isn't she dating Briar Brown? I wish they would have brought her... Yeah, I didn't see her. I'm surprised she wasn't. Yeah. yeah. She was in town a couple weeks ago for the Super hooligan race and yeah. signing and all that. The Energica. So, huge news out of Energica. Last year, when we checked out their bikes, they were thirty to 35,000 yeah. US. Beautiful electric bikes. The most powerful production Dude, I'm bikes. happy to hear you say that because I think so, too. And I they're one of the most elegantly styled electric bikes that i wouldn't feel ashamed to own you know yeah i'm i'm glad to hear you say that they are they are really nice and uh they dropped not half but quite significantly down he said the prices are now 18 and i think that was for the sa eva which is a really yeah. cool and 18 uh, to 25 20 to- Oh, did he say 25? I thought he said 22 so, for the e- Oh, I thought he ego. said up to 25 for the nice one. Yeah. But here's the thing. A zero is 15. And this is something that I said... Yeah, stay left. That I said in the left too also. I said, since we rode zeros, if another manufacturer comes on board and gets close to their price point with decent styling, it's going to really hurt zero. And I think Energica just... Did that? Yeah. They. I don't know, like what they're doing. How they knocked uh ten grand off their prices? That is insane. But ten to twelve grand, actually. But they did. Um. So you know, you're not gonna have the dealers. So which there's not a lot of dealer network for zeros. You know. Yeah, we have one in Hollywood. Of course, all those frufus need a zero dealership. Yeah. And I all think- those froufous can get an energica dealership. I. I think. Uh, certain motorcycle dealerships carry them too and that's how they got their dealer maybe Yeah. and Energica looks like they can do the same they're Italian so if they're smart they can get in some Enviagusta Ducati dealer stuff which will help but the bikes look really good and the price point dropped down to affordable side note for Energica and Enviagusta When it comes to press day, don't show us shitty videos with techno music with bullet points that we're supposed to fucking read on a screen. Wait, who else did you say that for? Envy Augusta? Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Like, no one cares. I'm not going to sit there and watch your shitty video. Like, if you want a cool video of it riding around and stuff and you want to, like, kind of talk about it when it's happening, I'm down. But that video sucked. Not yeah. that any of our listeners saw that, but... Also, the dude for Energica, come out from behind the desk and talk to us. Yeah, he was, like, kind of hiding behind the he desk. Was he was hiding behind scared. the desk. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's media day. Like, you got to get out. And if you're not good with people, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. you're. But, like, he's a freaking CEO. He's got to have pitched it to somebody. Yeah, but obviously the, uh, oh, we must have been beneath him then. He's, like, that kind of pay level. Yeah. Baby. No, um, but honestly the the price drop energicas are now affordable i mean is he said they are on par with a lot of italian bikes and when he for uh i remember how he worded that he didn't say italian but i think he was referring to no ducati he yeah he did i think he said uh, italian sport bikes yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think Um, he was talking about that and he's so definitely i think he said they have 147 foot pounds of torque really That's that's a lot of torque Yeah, I don't know. Um, But I don't know. Great price point. That was super cool. They're awesome bikes. So it'll be interesting to see how that helps the company and how they sell some motorcycles. Or if they go out of business because they're selling bikes at a loss. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the next great thing never happened. The next to last one, uh, I was actually super excited about this all day. And I have mixed feelings. Again, if you followed my Instagram story for today, um, it explains some of it. Was Suzuki. And big news out of Suzuki was the new Katana, which it had a, they said a K5 Jigsaw 1000 motor, which we're guessing is the 2005 Suzuki 1000. Turdman says it's the 2000. That's what Turdman says, but what throws me off about that is they made that motor for more than one year. And the the motor that was in the 05 Suzuki 1000 was also in the 03 Suzuki 1000. Uh, I think it was also in the 07. It probably was. It's going to be a few years. And I know 03 was a major redo for the Jigsaw 1000. Um, so... I don't anyway, know why they're calling it the K5. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, K5 is a generational thing. So, like, the the early Jigsaw's would have been a K, K1, K2, or whatever. Yeah. If so, you, to me, it's the fifth generation. Either way, okay, yeah. it's got a legit Jigsaw 1000 motor in it. I don't know horsepower-wise. They could have detuned it a little bit, which is very common in, when doing that. But, I, yeah, I heard that they might have, actually, for the Katana. And, I mean, you know, if you detune it a little bit, you take a little cam out of it, um, and, and take a little a, RPM out of it, it's a mo- longer-lasting motor. Yeah. Less maintenance intervals, more. I mean, they'll run a lot like i said i had a cbr 929 that last i knew had seventy five thousand miles on it and i ran the piss out of it yeah um wiggins is not easy on motorcycles yeah i like to wick them open um so but what i will say i was really excited to see that bike it is hideously ugly it is so ugly It's fucking beautiful. I love it. It's one of the best-looking bikes to come out. What I like is everyone's going retro 70s. Those motherfuckers went retro 80s. Yeah. They put the ugly fairing on it, and it looks super good, and I'm real excited about it. If I had enough money to go buy a new one, I would have bought the uh, Icon 1000 New Jack. But it uh, it looks good. I'm super excited about it. Downside with their presentation, they had some dude who... Has been working at Suzuki since the sixties. No, he hasn't been working at Suzuki. He's Kevin Cameron. If you know who Kevin Cameron is, he's a he's an old race engineer, and he's he's seen every single goddamn type of motorcycle inside and out. He writes for Cycle World. Is that who he was? He's a yeah. He's a technical editor because he did so much race and engineering shit in his heyday that when he retired into writing. The thing is is I think they said, "Hey Kevin, you're such a technical guru." Yeah. Oh. Well, and I think the guy like Hey he's, Hobo, when he's you're going to run across kind the street, of don't a wear legend, black. like he's kind of been around it for so long and racing and so deep. I th- like his I think they wanted him to His background is huge. Yeah. I think they wanted him to write about it and he yeah. he wrote like a whole, He wrote like a five-page essay yeah. and read it word for fucking word. About, it was about Suzuki's horrible. about Suzuki's History from the beginning Yeah Till It was dry Yeah It was like And it was monotone And he literally And he's the older He's an older guy now Yeah He's like not So it was also hard Because it was like Someone that could have been Like so cool And then they also Kind of killed it For the same reason Uh, (sighs) Kevin Cameron Broke my heart Even though I still still Think you're an awesome But the new Katana If you get a chance To see it I say see it I think it was Pretty fucking rad Yeah Um, And then the last one I think they had A new Hyper Motard yeah. Hey. Well. well it's yeah. Ducati. Yeah. The last one of the day for us, anyway, for the media day. Um, the new hypermotard. I didn't. I was. Uh, by that time, I was like tired of shit, and I was kind of over it. And I was talking. <laughs> I was talking to people I knew, so I wasn't like up in the thing. But uh, yeah, they they did a lot about the V four. Yeah, the Panigale R. right? Panigale V four R. They talked a lot about the new twelve sixty because, as you know. Uh, Ducati was the first one to announce the bump and the, the um, Multistrada 1260. Dude, Ducati is going nuts. Oh, and their Scramblers. Yeah, you were talking. They, they, they went off about the Scramblers. They had your buddy Frankie there talking about how he. How oh, the Hooligan Scrambler is doing the, the Hooligan scrambler. series. And yeah, and how That's they him. didn't pay him to be there and they didn't pay him for the bike like Indian pays their guys. He did all that shit on his own, blah, blah, blah. They gave him a bike. He didn't do anything Thing on his own. No, they said he, they said they didn't. No, give him he this didn't bike. build that bike. They gave him a bike straight up. Huh. well then they lied. But they were talking about the new range of scramblers, and and there is quite a you know quite a yeah there a is. bunch of new scramblers. But the thing with Ducati, I'm not going to pull all the way because be able to get out. The thing with Ducati is that they, uh, especially with a 1260, this is like something that they announced. Um, is that there's a lot of interconnectivity again just like the everybody else that was like yeah. the, the main focus i think this year of of the show was like how much your bike can track your gps and then you can share yeah. it with your friends which Ducati was good with that with the Multistrada last year that was one of the big announcements yeah and that hyper is just so this so looks like awesome. a new generation hyper it looked it looked better uh the hyper Motard, i think is a great bike yeah so and uh we got a few interviews we'll get to. We didn't interview Brady Walker, but we saw our buddy from being Brady. He told us before when he came to the studio that he was like a tech sound engineer, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. And so he was doing sound for the show. Ed Subius also was there, who is a famous uh, for his uh, photos and everything of the motorcycle scene in general. And I think, does he still have that like chaos or havoc uh Instagram, whatever he had there for a while. Uh, Moto Faction or something? Um, yeah, that's what it Yeah, was. I don't know what's going on with that right now. There was some stuff around AFT didn't like the way he was posting photos or something. They were He was too quick and too cool with it. We do have a cool interview. I want to talk about it on next week's show a little bit, too, but we interviewed the owner of Eagle Rider. Yeah. Um, he was definitely super excited, <laughs> um, but I liked it. Hey, why don't we pl- plop that in right Well, now. we can, no, no, we definitely can plop it in. I, I think, um yeah i kind of mentioned it in the interview and i want to talk about it again but one thing i want to say about him is uh i was excited about how excited he was about doing what he does yeah and like sharing his passion and his dream for motorcycles and riding motorcycles with everyone and eagle rider is his way to do that yeah. um so hopefully you get that from the interview but super cool that uh, that i don't know like that's what i got and it, it like made me excited about that so <laughs> i just sound like an ape fingering the thing. yeah sorry about the audio we're pulling mics off we just parked in the garage um check back i'm gonna post all this stuff up we got some interviews with some cool people um I'm and to your house 12 hours ago you what no it was before i got there at like 6:45. 13 hours ago. yeah god 13 hour day wigs thanks for hanging out with me bud and no uh Aim 2018 down in the books. Oh, I'm sorry. IMS. I need to. I need to start getting my three letter acronyms straight. (laughs) Uh, IMS Long Beach 2018 down in the books. Check out the page and uh, listen to these interviews. And if you're in any of the stops, stop by and see some of this stuff. Yeah. You're gonna. Hey, we just spent a whole day together at IMS. We did. Do you have any significant, meaningful sign offs? Stop and see. I got him. I got him, everybody. Yes. All right. Well, that was our show from IMS. Well, that was our talk about IMS uh, in the box on the way home from the show. Hope you enjoyed it. The audio was pretty crappy. And I apologize for that Maybe we uh, If you would like We'll redo this show for you Email creativewritingpodcast At gmail.com And tell us Redo the show And uh, put your opinions Of what you'd like to hear more about In there There's actually more info Than what we said Chris was jaw jacking with his buddies He knows everybody there And it was hard for him to pay attention So without my notes I feel like you're really not getting the whole picture I'm just kidding. No, me and Wiggs had a really good time. And uh, until next week, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good one. And uh, hang around. Tell a friend. Leave a review. Bye.